Greetings from London. It's good to be able to speak via the internet, but I would much prefer to be back with you in Pasadena as I loved my visit with you last autumn. Here we are gradually coming out of lockdown, during which I've helped deliver a baby, I've done two funerals, and I'm taking my first semi-lockdown restricted wedding in a few weeks time, where sadly no singing and only 30 guests are allowed. However, the couple are ecstatic that they are finally able to have their wedding day. Oh, and I'm having my hair cut in nine days time. I know you don't think I need it, but I really do. I'm speaking today about listening to God. There are several examples in the Gospels where Jesus draws a parallel between crowds of people and sheep. When I was making a decision, it was a big decision, about leaving my nursing career, having been invited to join the church staff at Holy Trinity Brompton, these verses spoke to me so clearly from Matthew 9, verse 36 to 38, where we read, When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I wonder if you've ever been and visited to the Lake District in northwest England. A few years ago, I was on holiday with a friend and we were walking and we sat on a hillside and watched the sheep grazing. And as we listened to our amazement, we realised that every sheep has a different bleat. Have you ever studied shepherds and their flock of sheep? In the Gospel passage read earlier in John 10, verse 3, Jesus talks about the watchman, who is the shepherd, who were in charge of a large sheep pen where several flocks were kept. The sheep responded only to the voice of their own shepherd. Shepherds did not call sheep randomly, but only those that belonged to them. Palestinian shepherds did not drive them, but led their sheep out, and the sheep followed because they knew their own shepherd's voice. Do we know our shepherd's voice? Most of us feel we don't hear God easily. How can we know and listen to the voice of God? During lockdown, two questions we often hear on Zoom calls are these. Firstly, can you see me? And of course, our response is, you need to turn on the video. And then secondly, can you hear me? And the response is, you need to unmute. So it starts with asking questions and then requires activation on our part. A few years ago, I was in Australia and I was preaching in a church. And as I finished preaching, a small child who was about six years old came up to me and she literally just hugged me out of the blue. And I found her mother a little bit later and I said to her mum, your daughter is incredibly loving. 
And she said, well, let me tell you a story. And she said that a few months earlier, her daughter had come to her one day and said, Mummy, what is God's purpose for my life? And her mother replied, there, there, darling, when you're older, God will show you. And then she went off and thought to herself, well, why should my daughter wait until she's older to hear God's purpose for her life? So she said to her daughter, let's sit down, let's pray and let's ask God to speak. And that's what they did. And as her daughter listened, she looked up and she said, Mummy, God has told me that my purpose in life is to love others. Well, she was certainly living out this calling. It was very moving. The Lord loves to speak to us. There's no doubt about that. And the primary way is through the Word of God, through reading the Bible. So a simple way to start is literally to sit with your Bible, pray as you begin for the Lord to speak to you, and as you enter prayer, pause to be still, breathe slowly, and recenter your scattered senses upon the presence of God. In Matthew 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is encouraging his listeners to not be afraid to ask God for what they need and promises to give good gifts to his children when they ask. Anyone can learn to listen and develop a hearing heart by stilling their own hearts and minds and learning to tune in to the Holy Spirit. Did you know that the Chinese character for listening is made up of different elements and requirements of listening. And these are, first of all, our ears. And note that we have two ears and only one mouth. One ear to tune into the Holy Spirit, the other ear maybe to tune into the person we are praying for. And our eyes, we use our eyes to connect with the person we are listening to and reassure them that they have our full attention. Then our hearts, we use our heart to listen as we empathise with the person we're listening to, as we experience the emotions being shared and as we care for the person and their opinions. And using our hearts allows us to listen more deeply and connect with the person we're listening to at an emotional level, not just rationally. Then our minds. We use our mind as we're listening to consider the words and ideas shared. So how will you choose to listen? Is it appropriate to be open-minded and uncritical or will you be more analytical in your thinking? Be conscious of how your mind is approaching the task of listening. And finally, at the centre of the Chinese character for listening, holding this all together is a single stroke. And this represents the need for our undivided attention and our focus as we listen. Well, thinking about the disciples, it must have been such an extraordinary and exciting experience 
to have been one of Jesus's disciples. Walking with him, learning from his example, and I expect Jesus had their undivided attention as the disciples witnessed the healings, the miracles and deliverances taking place on a daily basis. For us today, when we step out, we are not alone. We partner with the Holy Spirit who equips and gives us gifts to use. And the three key gifts of the Holy Spirit we can ask for that help us learn to listen are the gift of prophecy and then the gift of word of knowledge. And as with every gift, we receive by faith, by asking for them, by first activating our will. And as we partner with the Holy Spirit, we also have our Bibles open because complaining about a silent God while your Bible is closed is like complaining about not getting texts when your phone is turned off. We can learn to hear the Spirit of God speaking to us throughout the day. A few years ago, I was going to a team meeting in uh, the Earl's Court area of London and on my way, I just heard the Holy Spirit say to me, go to the supermarket and fill up your backpack and your bags with as much food and vegetables and uh, things that people need for life um, in, in, uh, that will fit on your bicycle. And so I went around uh, the supermarket with my trolley and I put in uh, vegetables and fresh food fruit and meat and fish and some tins and uh, lots of things. And in COVID days, it will probably be loo paper as well. And I estimated how much I could carry. And then I loaded up my bicycle, loaded up my backpack, even had two bags dangling from my uh, handlebars and rode to, off to this meeting. And as I arrived, the friend who lived in, in the flat uh, opened the door and I said, oh, I've got some things for your kitchen. Can I put them straight in it? And she took me down and I said, should we put them away? And she opened her kitchen cupboards and I gasped because as I looked, every single cupboard was completely bare, as was the fridge. Now I have to explain that Ruth lived by faith. She worked for Youth with a Mission who do not get a salary. And that morning she had finished her final bit of food and she had prayed, Lord, you know I've run out of food, please would you provide? And I think actually I was more blessed to have heard the voice of God to do that shop for her than she was to have received it. God speaks to us in everyday circumstances. There's no doubt about that. And when we are praying for others in church, it's important to have one ear, as I said earlier, listening to the person and the other ear listening to the Holy Spirit so that he can guide us. A few years ago, I was asked to pray for a lady who had terminal pancreatic cancer. She was told she had five weeks to live and there's no doubt as she walked towards me, I looked at her and thought, yes, you do look very, very sick. She was very thin and very frail. 
and I asked her if I could anoint her with oil and which she said yes and then as I prayed and anointed her I for a little while prayed about the cancer and then as I always do when I'm praying I paused and I asked the Holy Spirit to speak to me and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me ask her if she's thought about the importance of her diet and I remember having this conversation with God that went but Lord she's only got a few weeks left to live there's no point in asking her about the importance of her diet and then a second time the Holy Spirit said ask her about the importance of her diet and again I was a bit reticent but when again a third time that's what I heard I thought okay Lord I need to be obedient so I said to her I was a bit embarrassed I said uh, Felicity have you ever thought about the importance of your, your own diet and she looked up and she said to me, Emmy, I lost my daughter to cancer at the age of 18. And I said to her before she died that I would spend the rest of my life looking for a cure for cancer. And she said, that's what I have done. I've spent all my life researching and reading and doing all I can. So yes, I am interested. So I gave her the a phone number of a friend who uh, has been very involved in helping people through diet uh, to uh, overcome cancer and then I gave her a website and we parted. Well I'm sure you want to know the answer to our prayers. Here we are 17 years later and she is completely cured. She now has uh, her own website. She has run courses called Get Well, Stay Well, and she also has written a book called God's Healing Word. And God has mightily used her in this whole process of helping people who have cancer diagnoses. An important time to hear the Spirit is when we need guidance we all need guidance in our lives quite often. And a few years ago, I was in Northern Uganda doing some prison training. Uh, I work in prisons all around the world and we were doing some alpha prison training in a place called Gulu. And the local bishop asked us to go to his house where he welcomed us. And then he came to speak at the two day training that we did. And on the second day, I was having lunch with him and after lunch, we were walking across to the church and he completely out of the blue took me by the hand, turned to me and said, Emmy, God has told me that I should ordain you. And I was like a fish out of water going, <laughs> because there was nothing in our conversation earlier to indicate that he was about to say this. And I was totally shocked. I came home and I was saying, Lord, I need confirmation. I really do need to hear from you if this is right to say yes. And the following week, I was with a friend who uh, I hadn't seen for a while. And I said to her, Kathy, I've got some extraordinary news for you. And she said to me, look, before you tell me your news, let me tell you something that God said to me yesterday when I was praying for you. She said, I was praying for you because I was asking the Lord, that, saying you should be more than a lay pastor. 
And God spoke to me very, very clearly and said to me, Kathy, don't worry, it's not long because I am about to ordain Emmy. And I was completely amazed because I said to her, well, Kathy, that's my news. I was out in Uganda last week and I've been invited by the bishop to be ordained. And that really helped confirm that God was in this whole huge uh, transformation in my life. And what was really interesting was when I went out in 2011 to be ordained, I was actually invited to read the gospel passage at my ordination. And guess what what it was? It was Matthew 9, verse 36 to 38 that we read earlier. So I felt that was just the Spirit of God um, saying, look, I've been in this whole uh, direction of your life, directing you all along. Sometimes as we learn to listen, we might be doing a group exercise. And this is another recent example I want to to give you. And that is of a friend who uh, was in a group and they were learning to prophesy. And as she sat listening to God, she just had two words. And the two words were pink elephant. So she sat calmly and she just spoke the two words, pink elephant. And it turned out that there was somebody in that group who was had making, was making a huge decision um, about uh, taking a new job and just didn't know what to do and had said to God that morning, Lord, what I need to hear from you are two words, pink elephant. Obviously, it was just random. And so as uh, this friend gave these two words out, that was confirmation for her that God was in this decision. So however random the words are you might hear, always offer them because it's extraordinary how how it can really touch somebody's life and bring about transformation. During this time um, of lockdown, and uh, we've been praying uh, in a group called Kingdom Come from time to time when we have worship and prayer sessions. And at the last Kingdom Come, there was a word of knowledge at the end for someone who had a misaligned spine. And a young fit friend of mine who lives in Plymouth had tuned in quite late to this meeting. And he had had a a skateboarding accident when he was younger and had got a very uh, painful back. And he said that he felt to tune in from Plymouth, which is in the Southwest, to this uh, Kingdom Come meeting. And as the word of knowledge was given about the misaligned spine, he said he felt this peace come over him and this heat go down his spine. And he said, I can now touch my toes and I have been completely healed. And he said, thank you so much for stepping out in faith. So let's press in and learn to hear the voice of God. Step out in faith so that we can witness many people's lives being touched and healed and transformed. God bless you 